Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, giving honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, to Pastor Young, we thank God for you. Good to be in your presence. And First Lady, we thank God for you. Thank God for the Second Liberty family. We thank God for being here this evening. To your deacons, your official board, we thank God for all of you all this afternoon. Indeed, it's good to be here. We, the Liberty uh, Church family, we're glad to be in fellowship one more time. We're just glad that you all invited us to come this way and enjoy and in with you one more time. And we praise God for that. Thank God for our senior choir this afternoon. Thank God for them singing the songs of Zion and musician this evening. Thank God for them. I want to thank my wife for the wonderful introduction this evening. I want to thank Deacon Gilliam for doing a wonderful job uh, as our worship leader this evening. And just thank God for all things. Thank God for all the ministers and deacons that are here this afternoon. We praise God for you all. I don't know how you all are feeling this evening, but I feel good. I feel great this afternoon. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. And there's a word from the Lord, so that makes me feel even better. So you just, I just thank God for those things. So I want to bring your attention. I was looking at your uh, bulletin, a very great uh, bulletin, and I thank God for that uh, today. And there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. I think that's a great theme, and we're going to try to build on that this afternoon. I want to bring your attention this afternoon to Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7. And I want to read in your hearing six verses, and then I'm going to take my text from verse number 55. Amen? Amen. Acts, the seventh chapter, beginning at verse number 54. get there, you can say amen. amen. If you're not there, you can say just hold them up a little bit. And everything will be alright. Acts the 7th chapter, beginning at the 54th verse, and I'll be reading from the King James Version. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and then gnashed on him with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran unto him with one accord and cast him out of the city, stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his words. You may be seated. I want to use for a text this afternoon, uh, that 55th verse, but he being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Just to go with your text, uh, your theme for the week, I want to use for a title this afternoon, Jesus is standing by. Jesus is standing by. If you want any yoke to be broken or chain, you got to have somebody to break it. And I just stopped by to say that Jesus is standing by. My focus this afternoon in this message is 
on this homecoming message is that we would be reminded and encouraged at the same time, all of us that believe in Jesus and those that will believe in Jesus, that he's standing by. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit of faith. It's going to take a little bit of spirit on the inside. But you got to know that Jesus is standing by. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I thank God that he's standing by. Amen. I thank God that he's still in the standing business. Now, I'm going to take a little time to work through my text this evening, but not to hold you long, but just want you to stay with me. We have come back for another homecoming celebration. And as we come back, sometimes the Lord has to take us back. He has to take us back from whence we have come, not only through the year, but down through the years. So in our text today, the writer, Dr. Luke, he writes this afternoon about the early development of the church. And as he writes this development to the church, he gives them some signs of some things that has taken place. Now, in the text today, you're going to find several characters today. Our main character today is always Jesus Christ. But there's another character by the name of Stephen. And Stephen was one of the early deacons in the church. He was one of the men that was chosen by the church and filled with the Holy Spirit. And after he was chosen, he had a zeal for God. He had a desire to do what the Lord wanted him to do. I mean, if you really want to paraphrase it, he was on fire for the Lord. The Bible said that he just talked about Jesus Christ and the great things about his death, his burial, and his resurrection that people actually got mad with him. Oh, y'all not with me this evening. How in the world can somebody get mad when you're talking about Jesus Christ? But in the text, in the sixth chapter, it said they got mad. Yeah. So they got mad at this man that had been touched by the Spirit of God. And he began to tell them about how he had been touched by God and how Jesus had died for our sins and rose again for our justification. And they got upset, got some people together, and said, we're going to plan something Go ahead. against this man. Go ahead. So after they got some people, some false witnesses, and the only thing they could say that about this man was that Jesus said that he would destroy the temple. And then in three days he would rise it up again. They began to find some kind of fault, but they couldn't stand the truth. So they called a council together. Y'all know how we call a council together. So let's call this thing, get this thing straightened out. So they called a council together, but when they looked at Stephen, his face looked like an angel. They, they, they couldn't resist it, how he looked. They were just looking at him. There's something different about this individual. And as they began to get the council together, the high priest called him in and told uh, Stephen to come on in. And what these things they were saying about him, are they really true? Yeah. So Stephen gets up and they, and you know how sometimes you don't know what somebody's going to say? Yeah. Some of y'all wonder even what I'm going to say. Yeah. But y'all wonder what in the world is, is, is going to be said. But Stephen got up and started preaching to him. He started telling them that Jesus Christ and God had done everything for them. God had blessed them. God had kept them. God had brought them from a mighty long way. But they wouldn't listen to God. They wouldn't listen to the truth that God was telling them. And then Stephen said, because that you wouldn't listen to the truth, these are things that are happening to you. But he said, I got some good news. Jesus is standing by. He's not going to let you go. He's going to make everything all right. 
and I looked at the text, and I don't want to get too far from my text this evening because Pastor Sean might say, well, he didn't do anything with the text. So I want to look at my text. I used for a text the 55th verse, and it says, but he, Stephen. I told you a few things about Stephen. He was, the Bible said he was full of the Holy Ghost. Full of it. Full of the Holy Ghost. And once they stoned him, and I'm going to get to that a little bit later, he looked steadfastly into hell. Every now and then again, you got to know where you, what you're looking at. Where you're looking at. What your mind is really on. You know, God has been good to all of us. He's brought us from a mighty long way. But where are our minds at? What are we looking at? Are we looking steadfastly toward heaven as our mind on earthly things? This man, Stephen, had his eyes on heaven. He saw the glory of God. He saw the glory of God. Somebody's going to ask me later, what is the glory of God? It's all around us right now. If we can see it, when you woke up this morning, when God started you on another day's journey, it was the glory of God. And somebody didn't even say thank you. For the glory of God. But Stephen seen the glory of God. And then he seen something else. Something about it when you feel with the Holy Ghost. And you're looking steadfast toward heaven. Some things can happen. Not only did he see the glory of God and heaven open up, but he seen Jesus standing on the right hand of God. I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. That he's, this is what this man, Stephen, was able to see. As we share another homecoming, and on the steps of yet another revival, it is good to know that Jesus is still standing by. I don't want to get too far because people say, well, now I really don't know what he's talking about. Standing by. You know, sometimes when our lights go out, people say, I got a standby generator. That means that it will kick in if the power goes out. And I don't know about you all, but back in the day, people used to be in relationships, and if that relationship didn't work out, they say, I got to stand by. Somebody that's on. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But I had a, a standby. Yeah, see, somebody know what I'm talking about out there this evening. In the school system, where I work, we always call it having a backup plan. If the teacher don't come in, you got some substitute plan. You got something that you got to leave on your desk yeah. to make sure they got something to work with. Yeah. And my wife like to keep old stuff. Amen. Always like to throw stuff away. <laughs> but sometimes we get in trouble around the house and she go and get the standby. Yeah. Sometimes the lights may go and we don't have any batteries. But she said, I got some old batteries in the drawer. Yeah. In other words, she got a standby. Yeah. And sometimes she always has stuff that I already put but she has something always as a standby. And I don't know about you, church, but everybody needs a standby. And I just stopped by this evening to let you know that Jesus is standing by. He is standing by. He had told.
disciples, even before he went to the cross, that he was going to be a standby. Remember he told them in Matthew chapter 28, he said, if you just obey me and do what I ask you to do, lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. Then he told them in Matthew chapter 16, or John chapter 16, he said, when I leave, I'm going to leave you another comfort that somebody will be with you always, all the time. Jesus is standing by. And then he told us in Matthew chapter 11, all those that labor in a heavy laden, come to me. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly. And you shall find rest for your soul. And then he told him he would be a standby when he went and died on the cross. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. He began to tell him something like, in my father's house, there are many men. If it were not so, I would have told you so. I'm going to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there he might be also. In other words, he said, I'm standing by. Everything is going to be all right. So in the text, when you get a chance to read chapter 7 of Acts, go back and kind of look at it, the Holy Spirit was actually telling Stephen to preach. And as he preached, he was preaching that Jesus was standing by. It's a long chapter, but if you go back, Stephen, the first thing he told him, that Jesus stood by Abraham. He said, before Abraham was here, I was. He was standing by Abraham when he told him to leave his country. He said, if you leave, I'm going to be with you. And if you go down a little bit further, I think it's the ninth verse in that seventh chapter, he was standing by with Moses at the burning bush. And he told him, take his shoes off because you're standing on holy ground. In other words, he was standing by. Then he goes on and talk about Jacob. He was standing by. Then he talked about David. He was standing by. He said David was a man after God's own heart. David could say something like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want He's making me to lie down in green pasture. He leaves me beside the still. He knew that there was somebody standing by. And then when difficult days came by, he encouraged himself in the Lord. In other words, he had some help. He knew that the Lord was going to be right there. I went on with, as I began to build on my text and I began to search the scripture, I found out that Jesus was always standing by. Somebody told me he was standing by with Peter. Acts chapter 12, when everybody else was locked in jail, the angel stood by. Tell me in Acts chapter 16, when Paul and Silas prayed at midnight, Jesus was standing by. Y'all just stay with me a little while. We're going to get there after a while. But he's no respect of person, and if he did it for them, he'll do it for you and I. All he did wants us to trust him. All he wants us to do is to obey him. And Jesus said, I be standing by. I don't know about you this evening, but he's standing by me this evening. I'm so glad about it that I got somebody on my right side. Got somebody on my left side. Only thing I got to do, the scripture says, if I, if I be lifted up, 
I draw all men unto me. And somebody needs to know that Jesus is standing by. Oh, somebody haven't caught up with me yet. They said, well, I don't really know what, what you're talking about, Jesus standing by. I don't really need him right now, but soon is very soon. If you don't need him by now, you're going to need him. In this text this afternoon, this, this particular text comes out where Stephen was at his death. He was at his deathbed. He was getting ready to die, but he knew that Jesus was standing by. Maybe you haven't gotten in your mind yet that you're not going to be here always. Maybe you haven't got in your mind that we're just pilgrims on a journey down here. But soon and very soon we will stand before the master. And we want to hear his voice say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Move on up and I'll make you ruler over many. So the text said this is why Stephen, but he being full of the Holy Ghost, this is what happened in the text. Why they were stoning him to death, he wasn't worried about the stone. He was worried about what he had did for Jesus Christ. Every now and then when our work down here is done, we need to know what we've done for the Lord. We need to know that we have been committed to him. Have we been on fire for the Lord? Have we done what the Lord has asked us to do? Jesus is standing by. Well, somebody had to know by now I got about three points. I'm going to try to lift out this text tonight. The first one I want to pick out this afternoon is Jesus is standing by the church. He's standing by the church. He says that upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. They said at the end of my text this afternoon, there was a man by the name of Saul. And they said that they laid his, his, the coats at this man's feet. But this same man persecuted the church. But the Bible tells me that Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. And the Bible tells me that he changed his heart. He changed his mind. He changed his walk. And he changed his talk. Because Jesus was standing by. Somebody say, how in the world can he use a man like Saul? You need to look at yourself and wonder, how can he use a man like you? How can he use a man like me? How can he use somebody for the glory of God Almighty? But I tell you, I thank God that Jesus stands by the church. He says that he gave his blood for the church. It was purchased by his own blood. Thank God Almighty that he stands by the church. You know, when we come home for homecoming, and we've been far and near, and God has kept us for many years, every now and then we need to ask the Lord to take me back. Take me back to where I first started at. Every now and then take me back when I first heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Take me back when somebody told me about the love of God. Take me back when somebody carried me down to the chili pool. Tell me somebody, you got to be reminded that he's still with the church. Homecoming is something special. I don't know about you, but it's special to me. It's time when you put your trust in the Lord and know that Jesus is still standing by. He says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. I stopped by to tell you this afternoon, do you really recognize that he's still standing by? I don't know about you, but sometimes the church get in trouble. But they tell me that Jesus was standing by. When the church didn't have a pastor, they tell me Jesus was standing by. When they didn't have deacons, Jesus was standing by. When they didn't have trustees, Jesus was standing by. 
when it didn't have a choir, Jesus was standing by. In other words, he made a way out of no way. In the saints of old, those who have been on the road for some time know that the Lord has always stood by their side. They could say like the psalm of David said in Psalm 37, 25, I've been young, but now I'm old. But yet have I seen the righteous forsaken, yet have I seen the seed begging bread. And young people today need to know that Jesus is standing by. Somebody say he's a rock in a weary land. He can make a way out of nowhere. All you got to do is trust him and he will be right by your side. Somebody say, when I don't have a friend, I believe Jesus is standing by. That was my first point. Jesus is standing by the church. I believe he's standing by Second Liberty. I believe he's standing by Liberty. Y'all may not want to talk to me this afternoon, but I believe he's standing by. And if something happened later on, he's not standing by. We're going to be in trouble. So I just stopped by to tell you this afternoon that he's standing by. Then my second point this afternoon, he's still standing as we go into revival and homecoming. He's still standing for the sinner man. Romans 3 and 23 say we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then in Romans 6 and 23, he says that not only have all sinned, but the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, he's still standing that our souls might be saved. I thank God tonight or this afternoon that he's standing by for the sinner man. It says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't come in the world to condemn the world, that the world through him might be saved. I thank God today that he's still saving sinners. Somebody say, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's an old song that they used to sing. There's a fountain filled with blood. It's drawn from Emmanuel's land. And sinners plunge beneath that flood and lost all their guilt to stand. Thank God that Jesus is still standing by. I can hear the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 1 and 18 say, Come now and let us reason together. Though your sin be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. I can hear Isaiah in Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgression. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Thank God Almighty that Jesus is still standing by. And I'm glad today that he still stands in the midst. All we got to do is just put our trust in the Lord. As I prepared my sermon, I ran across a story that sometimes when Jesus is standing by, somebody say he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. The story is told of a young boy that was six years old. And the Bible says, I mean, the story goes on to say that he got a high fever. And his mom and his dad was on his way taking him to the hospital. But as they got to the hospital, the boy reached up his hand. And they were wondering why was he reaching up his hand. So they asked him again, what's wrong with your son? What in the world are you reaching for? And he reached up his hand again and they asked him again, what are you reaching for? And you know what he told them? I'm reaching for Jesus' hand. You got to have your eyes on the master. And this young boy went into a coma.
coma. And the Bible says he never woke up again. But thank God Almighty that he reached for Jesus Christ when he had the opportunity and the privilege. What am I saying this afternoon? While we got a chance, we are to reach for Jesus. We are to call on him while he's still standing by. And let him know. And you say, well, I got him. But somebody next door might not have him. Somebody down the street might not have him. But you need to tell them that Jesus is standing by. All you got to do is trust him. Believe in him and everything will be all right. Jesus is standing by. Last point I want to bring out this evening is Jesus is standing by for the testimony of his saints. Amen. He need to hear somebody say, say, so. say so. Jesus is standing by. Yes. Now I'm going to call out this evening if I could get some witnesses. All right. If I don't, well and good. <laughs> but if I can, if I could get some witnesses this afternoon to praise God All right. for sending Jesus Christ. If I could get somebody to praise God that he saved my soul. If I could get somebody to praise God today that I was lonely, but God was right there. If I could just get one witness, I was on my sick bed, but the Lord raised me up. If I just had one Out of nowhere. Somebody, if I had a witness, I had a chain that I couldn't break. But the Lord stood by me till everything was all right. If I just had one witness, didn't have a friend, but he was right there. If I just had one witness that nobody seemed to care about me, but thank God that love lifted me. If I just had one witness to tell me that the water was running low. But the Lord gave me some water that I wouldn't get thirsty anymore. He stood by my side. He's always been right there. The burden seemed to get heavy, but the Lord stood right there. Yeah. Death knocked at my door, took away my mother, took away my father. Yeah. But the Lord said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Though he be dead, yet shall he live. And he stood right by me every step of the way. But if I just had some witnesses that I got up this morning, I put one foot before the other, and the Lord put strength in my leg. He made me strength to raise up my hand. He put love in my heart. He made a way out of nowhere. Jesus is standing by. And then I ran across the old hymn. I don't know whether y'all ever seen it. It's in the New National Hymn. And it's entitled, Stand By Me. And I looked at that hymn. And I said, hmm. This is what it says. It says, when the storms of life are raging, stand by me. It says, in the midst of tribulation, stand by me. In the midst of faults and failures, stand by me. Persecution, when I'm growing old 
at feet. Stand by me. When the world is tossing me like a ship on the sea, stand by me. When the host of hell assailing my strength begins to fail, stand by me. When I do the best that I can and my friends don't understand me, stand by me. When everything else turns around and there's nobody there, just stand by me. When my life becomes a burden and I'm nearing chilly joy, it says, stand by me. Thou who rules the wind and the water, stand by me. I don't know about you, but he never lost a battle. Stand by me. He's a doctor. Never lost a patient. Stand by me. Somebody say he's the lily of the battle. Stand by me. Somebody say he's the bright in the morning star. Stand by me. I don't know about you this afternoon, but when I can't do nothing else, I want the Lord to stand by me. And right now, while I'm preaching his word, I want him to stand by me. And while I'm pastoring his church, I want him to stand by me. And when I'm trying to love my enemies, I want him to stand by me. When I'm trying to present to the world that there's a savior that died for all of us. And when I try to present this man called Jesus, if I could paint a picture of him today, the Bible said he set his face steadfastly toward Jerusalem. And there he went to Jerusalem. And he died for the sin of the whole world. I don't know about you, but when you say the whole world, that means he died for my sin. He died for your sin. And the Bible said they hung him on a cross from the sixth to the ninth hour. And the Bible said he didn't say a moment word. But the Bible said on the third day, on the third day he got up with all power in his hand. I don't know about you, but thank God that I got somebody standing by me that got all power. I don't know about this morning when you got up, but it was dark when I got up. And then I seen the light creep in. And then I know I want nobody but the Lord. And this evening when the sun set, I know it won't be nobody but the Lord. He just gave me one more day. He just gave me one more chance. He just gave me one more opportunity. I don't know about you, but August the 19th, 2018, I thank my God that he's still standing by. I don't know about you, but I'm pleased today with what the Lord has done for me. And then the Bible said that he stayed on the earth 40 days, teaching and talking about things pertaining to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And then he told him, say, you stay in Jerusalem till you be endured with power from on high. That's the power that Stephen had. But he, full of the Holy Ghost, something that the Lord gave us. I told you that say, if I had some witnesses every now and then, I just shout for the Holy Ghost. I just shout for what the Lord has put on the inside. If you were like me, I didn't have a Bible in the house. I didn't know what the word said, but the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. It said, pick it up. And it said, if you just read it, then I'll show you how to read it. I'll give you the words on the inside. I'll tell you that this is not your home, that you just here as a pilgrim. I got work for you to do. I'm so glad today that the Lord has work for me to do. He said, work while it's day, because the night is coming when no man will be able to work. 
Jesus is standing by. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're planning to do. Jesus, he loves us. He died that we could live. I'm so glad this evening I could just tell the story just one more time. That Jesus is standing by. None of us know what tonight or tomorrow will hold. We don't even know when we get out of here what's going to happen. But I thank God Jesus is standing by. And every time I tried to finish the sermon, the spirit just kept on moving. That's all right. And I said, what? Sermon got to end somewhere, don't it? Got to have a beginning. Got to have an end. But he's standing by. That's right. And the spirit said, don't forget to tell him that I'm halfway on me. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm he that was dead, but I'm alive. We have a more. And then I got down and said, you got to have an invitation. And then I ran over to Isaiah 55. Where it says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Then the Lord said, there's another one in there. He said, go to Revelation 3 and 20. And that was the one. It said, behold, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, open the door, I will come in to him and him with me. Who in the world? What was the message I had to preach, church? Jesus is standing Bye. Nothing too hard for the Lord. And I believe everybody, and this man Stephen, I'm closing now, but this man Stephen was in a pretty bad predicament to some people he was and some he wasn't. I don't know how long he had worked for the Lord. I don't, I don't know how long he, the text doesn't really tell us that. It just tells us he came on Acts chapter 6. In Acts chapter 7, he was gone. We say today we're here today and gone. You used to say tomorrow, now they say But now, as my days go on, every chance I get, I'm going to try to love the Lord. I'm going to try to be an example to feed those that are hungry. Visit those that are sick. That's right. Those that don't know the direction. Try to be, let somebody see Jesus Amen. Amen. in me. Amen. And then when he called my name, I want to be like Stephen. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. All right. Because the gift that he gave all of us. That's right, man. A gift. The Holy Spirit said it would teach us, guide us. Lead us in, in, in the way we're supposed to go. But people say, we're scared of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what in the world are you going to be scared of the gift? Are we scared to live? Mm-hmm. No. Are we afraid to die? No. God gave us a gift. Yeah, that's right. And we're supposed to be using the gift for his 
about me. If I can just get the message across this evening. I don't care what you say I look like. What I sound like. It really don't matter. If I can just preach Christ. And him crucified. And then you say, well, I, I need some witnesses. Then you talk to my wife. We've been married for 43 years. And ask her what change can come in your heart when Jesus come on the inside. Amen. Ask somebody that you've been living with or somebody you've been talking with for some time. And whether they exemplify what the Lord Jesus Christ is looking for. Right. I'm trying to learn how to forgive. Right. Trying to learn how to forget. Those things that are behind me. And now I'm pressing on. For the mark of the high calling. I had the calling. Stephen had the calling. Full of the Holy Ghost. Look steadfastly into heaven. I've never been there, but they tell me it's a beautiful place. Beautiful place. Ain't no sickness there. No death. No crime. Not even no need. I won't have to ask my wife for the battery no more. No need for the light. Jesus Christ and God would be the light himself. And I don't know about you this afternoon, but saw the glory of God. And I got a testimony, church. I saw the glory of God. And I ain't talking about I, was, I had this great vision of nobody. I seen it when he allowed me to come to second living and preach the gospel. I see the glory of God because I know the power of the gospel. And if I had some witnesses in here today, you know the power of the gospel. The Bible said the word is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. It will change your inside. It will change your outside. People used to tell me that hands don't look the way they used to look. You don't talk the way you used to talk. Places that you used to just had to go to. No one even want to go no more. That's when a change is coming to your life. So that's the word that God has given me. Jesus is standing by. We got a good example in the Bible this afternoon of a man that actually seen, this was his vision. He seen heaven open. One thing I didn't say this afternoon, but Stephen was the first martyr, or the first one that died for persecution of the church. If I had to die, Pastor Young, if I had to go, and I know I've got to go, but if I had to go, I would really want to be one that had done what the Lord had asked me to do. Don't know the day nor the hour, but I know he's coming. Know he's coming. And he came, and I like about Stephen, he didn't suffer. Got popped pretty bad, didn't he? I guess that's bad. But people still throwing rocks today. Man, can't see them, but they. That's right. Hey. They coming. But he looked steadfastly to heaven, saw the glory of God. Are y'all pitching this with me? Yeah. Man. In one book, say Jesus was sitting at the right hand of God. Yeah. But when he seen Stephen coming, all right, yeah. all right, say it. But when he see you coming, 
<laughs> if I can just get in the gate. That's my main purpose, is getting in the gate. I love you guys this afternoon. This is the word that the Lord gave me to bring to Second Liberty. Jesus is still standing. Whosoever will. John 6 and 37. He that cometh to me, I would in no wise cast him out. Here at Second Liberty, I can go back 25 years, pastoring almost 26 years, and coming here to Second Liberty, and I've seen some of the saints that have outrun me and gone. Yeah. They're no longer in the seats that I used to see, yeah. sitting. Yeah. And I believe that the Lord called their name. Yeah. They did just like Steve. And they did like Paul. I fought a good fight. Yeah. Kept the faith. Yeah. Yeah. Finished my course. Where are we at today? Are we just starting out? Are we in the middle of the journey? Are we at the end? They feel that we're at the end? I just say, come on home while we got another homecoming. And he'll meet you right where you're at. Yeah. The doors of the church are open. And Jesus is standing and saying, would you come? Is there one this afternoon, maybe on my right, that would come? One in the middle aisles that would come? One on my left? Jesus is still standing. I thank God he's still standing. Yes, I gave three points. You probably could pull out about 20 points. Where he's standing at in your life right now. What he has stood for you in your alpha. life. And there's no one day you might be seen. He's still standing, church. I'd like to open the altar this afternoon if you'd like to come down to the altar. I'd like to pray not only for the church but for you individually and for the revival and for the lost souls that are still out there that we're striving to get in. If you'd like to come tonight.